Hello, Blackhawks fans. Welcome in. It is the Fort Feathers postgame show, and we are live here on Periscope uh, for the first time for one of these. You've probably heard us on the podcast before. Wanted to bring it here since it was such a big game. Uh, unfortunately, a little bit of a letdown here tonight. A little bit would be an understatement there. Uh, I'm Johnny Nandi. I've got Ron Luce and Tony Marchese here with me to break down this 5-2 loss to the Nashville Predators. Guys, I'm not doing well. I can't imagine you guys are doing any better. Nope. 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 No better than you. Right. No, I, I, I know Tony mentioned it off the uh, off the air before we joined, but the uh, the classic meme of the Johnny Nani toaster bath uh, feels appropriate for this Blackhawks game. This was, yes. this was a tough one to swallow. Yes, yeah, guys, as we're coming into this one, you know, the, the approach is all about uh, this being a mini playoff series of sorts. Jeremy Collins said it, Alex Debrick had Edwards on it, Patrick Kane had words on it. And um, the way that they came out um, and some of the slop that with which they played, uh, you know, did not indicate that they were in that sort of mentality. So um, we'll get into all the specifics of this game. Um, but like we usually do here, a little housekeeping before we start. Make sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Uh, you can find us on social media at four feathers pod and at on sportsnet on both uh twitter and instagram uh once again if you enjoy the podcast go subscribe rate interview uh, wherever you listen obviously we're doing this live but we will have our regular podcast version up on all of those your favorite platforms uh per usual so gentlemen as i mentioned five to two tonight um as we come into this one a little bit of news to start out with unfortunately brandon hagel not in the lineup uh awaiting a second covid test to prove it was a false uh positive or whatnot um so either way he, he was not available that wasn't coming in time tonight uh so he's out of the lineup i think that really kind of hurt their game plan and then dehan returned uh after that hit pointer injury mitchell was a scratch tonight unfortunately we'll get to why the hawks would end up playing 5d uh regardless uh in this one so guys uh, initially i think brandon hagel it's a huge gut punch uh him not being in the lineup tonight especially for such a big game in the style that they needed to play against the nashville predators a thousand percent like it feels like in these type of games you need that guy that just goes balls to the walls in the corner every single time and that's what brandon hagel is he's the perfect just that kind of glue guy type player the dirty blue collar just chicago style guy and he he's been that all season long and unfortunately not having him in the lineup tonight really feels like the the kind of mentality in this game really shifted from the start unfortunately without having a guy like him in the lineup you guys know how much I love Brandon Hagel. I mean, he might be my favorite fucking player on this team. Um, he's just exciting. Johnny, I, I, I talk to you about Brandon Hagel almost once a day because he, he does. He plays the most exciting style of hockey uh, th- that we've seen in a long time out of a guy that's just up and out of nowhere. Um, yeah, dude, like, Ron, you said it best. A guy that's going to go to the corners, a guy that's going to go to the dirty areas. I miss Carl Soderberg right now against the Nashville Predators. Uh, a guy that can go to the net, somebody who's going to be there. We didn't have any of that shit. Um, and this is a team that's that's kind of missed that style of play. Johnny, we talk about that almost every single time we're on this show. Guys that can that can just develop plays and, and drive that kind of offense are, are going to be missed. And again, uh, yeah, you're right, Johnny. One of the one of the biggest things they missed tonight was Brandon Hagel. From a tactical standpoint, the style that Alex Brinkett said that they needed to play, they need to play below Nashville's goal line. They need to, you know, keep it in their end so Nashville doesn't get chances uh, coming back against them the other way. Uh, who better to do that than Brandon Hagel, a guy who's going to throw the body around and be absolutely reckless because that's what he does. He plays hard nosed. He plays balls to the wall, um, and he really would have helped uh, dig out some of those pucks and uh, you know help maybe generate 
generate some further chances, maybe if he's not potting them, uh, at least setting you up there where you need to be. So um, let's break into the lineup then. Uh, because of these kind of changes here, and uh, Hagel not in, uh, uh, Gaudet makes his Blackhawks debut, uh, first time playing since coming over from the Vancouver Canucks here. Uh, he would factor into the scoring uh, later in this one, but then a little bit of shuffling with the Lions, Cat, Doc, Gaudet to start at top, uh, Hinnestroza, Suter, Kane, uh, Kubli, Kershev, Strom, uh, Connolly, Camp, Carpenter, and Camp, another name we'll get to. Um, uh, then the back end, you know, like I mentioned, Dehan in tonight. Um, White Kalinuk was in, but then he only took a couple shifts uh, before uh, he had to exit due to an injury. So um, some of my initial thoughts here, guys, um, you know, I, we talked about Hagel's absence. That was definitely a big one. Um, as we get into the second period, uh, for anyone that watched the game and you saw them go down a couple there, that three to one in that second period, I really liked the response through the second half of that period. And obviously they got one back so you could, feel the tide shifting a little bit that and they were controlling play in Nashville zone. And then you get a less than a minute sequence at the beginning of the third period that undoes all of that and costs you the game. So th- those are my initial thoughts. Um, hit me with yours. Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't disagree with anything you just said, Johnny, like uh, you and I just joked before we jumped on tonight. And I said, it was like that beginning of the third period, Tony and I, Ironically, we're on the phone briefly just because we had to address some business things, but it was just a kick in the balls, man. Like that's that's exactly the way I can describe it. It's just like you come out, you you fought your way back into this game, you make it three to two. You're only down one goal going in the third period, which against the Nashville team this season, it's doable. Like they they could absolutely beat them. Sure. Obviously, Nashville's had the Hawks number all year, but you're right there. You have an opportunity. You had a good second period overall. And then those two quick goals, just, it was just everything unraveled from there. And it just felt like immediately everybody's like, well, fuck it. The game's over. What does it matter now? And it just, it just, it hurt. It really did. It really hurt. And like I said, John, just a kick in the balls for Hawks fans. And I'm sure the players alike. Initial thoughts here, guys. Um, You know, Johnny, you mentioned the lineup. You're looking up and down this thing. And this is a vastly different roster uh, on the ice than when this Hawks team was was kicking some ass for a little while. Um, there's a lot of players here who were not part of that team. I mean, you're missing Janmark, Walmark. Uh, you've shifted in, you know, Hinnestrosa into some roles. You're missing Soderberg. There, there's a lot of guys who are in and out of this thing. Um, and, you know, we're, we're sitting here in a, in a series where uh, we're considering this a, a playoff you know, chasing series or a playoff series that that some of these guys are looking at it as, and you've got a bunch of guys who really haven't even played together before. Um, you know, you're shifting guys in and out, and it. it I'm I'm just thinking about this right now. Like, what are, what are we expecting with this? Because it's going to take these guys a little bit of time to gel. And I'm not going to go back and say that Stan Bowman, you know, fucked the Blackhawks out of a chance for a playoff spot. But at the same point in time, like these guys are going to have to get used to each other a little bit too. Uh, second to that, uh, Johnny brought up the, uh, the second period. I love the response there as well, but I'm going to take you back to that phone call that I had with Ron. This was, this was the worst part of the game is when I'm still in the garage grabbing a beer and Nashville comes out and scores two fucking goals. And I hear Ron scream one time and then reply again with another fuck. And I'm like, did the game start again? He's like, yeah, they just scored two goals. I'm like, what a, just what a punch in the gut for the night for the Chicago sports fan. Uh, Absolutely horrendous effort there in the third. I hate Nashville. Fuck those guys. 
I'll turn it back to you, Johnny. Yeah, and they have their number, Tony. That I think that's the worst part this year because the Blackhawks are winless against Nashville. Is it oh three and two coming into tonight? Now oh four and two, uh, and we still got them for two more times this week on Wednesday and Friday. So um, it doesn't, doesn't get any easier. And these are basically with what you did tonight. It's absolutely like must win essentially uh, as we go through. So uh, guys, let's get into a little bit of how this thing unfolded. Uh, first period, Nashville opened scoring on a double redirect. Halla and Duchesne out front on a shot from the point. Uh, a little bit of a tough one. Here. Here, uh, you'd like to have some better coverage around, but either way, that's still a tough one when it deflects twice, changes direction. So um, I, I don't think anyone was getting too bent out of shape uh, early. Maybe your bigger complaint was that the Hawks weren't doing enough on their own end uh, to generate any chances outside of a little Kubalik uh, going down to one knee. Uh, but the Blackhawks would get a power play chance uh, thanks to an Ekholm tripping penalty at the 14.05 mark. And um, this one, after some power play woes uh, that we had seen with the new look, you know, and they kind of went all five forwards uh, before. Um, either way, uh, they do come through when Patrick Kane's on the right wing, fires one towards the front of the net, a shot. Uh, and then Suter's kind of half shot, half pass, uh, comes through the crease out to it on the left wing, and he buries it. Uh, guys, you can't stop the cat this year. It is the Alex DeBrinkett Revenge Tour. And Johnny, we all talked about it on the preview show for the season. Holy hell am I here for that because it is so nice seeing Alex DeBrinkett pot these goals. He has just been absolutely lights out. Continuing for once, for once, a player that people were skeptical when he got a new contract. Would he ever live up to it? Yes. He's worth 6.4 and then some to this team right now because he has been absolutely lights out. What a huge goal that felt like the momentum shifted a little bit, especially after Nashville took the early lead was really, 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 really nice to see Debrinket get on the board. And what a nice pass slash shot. Like you said, from Suter, like just the awareness to know that at least cat is back there. God forbid it is a rebound and it's going to come out in that direction. What a play from a guy that I think admittedly, we've all wanted to see a little more out of this year. We have the Suter Sundays and, I hope those continue before being entirely honest, but like I want Suter Sundays to become Suter every days because yeah. he is Suter is a guy that can really help this team. Uh, you know, I've got to go back to what I saw on Twitter today, which was a draft photo of Alex DeBrinkett, and he was a little chubby guy. And now you look at photos of him and he's just built different, Johnny built different than, than what he was before. And I love the revenge tour, man. I I'm right there with you. DeBrinkett rescue rescue shout out Schwartzy. Excellent edit on that. I'm here for it too, guys. Yeah, no, absolutely. Tony, you talk about him being built different physically. Hey, he's built different as a hockey player too. He's not just, oh, I, I'm only a sniper. That's all I do. He kills penalties. He's out there playing big minutes now. He's wearing an A on some nights when they were alternating earlier in the year. So um, obviously much different. But either way, there's a big goal at the time. Uh, ties it up at one. Suter and Kane with the assist on Kat's goal on the power play there. Um, Blackhawks would get another opportunity not too long after 1641. Mark Trennan tripping penalty. Unfortunately, a little more uh, disarray. Kind of a nod to our episode title here uh just great than the blackhawks power play looked like uh a lot of zone entries denied um playing more in the neutral zone in our own defensive zone than the power and tony play. missing least, the mute button at, at least it felt like so um that would round out period one um unfortunately i'd mentioned white kelly Nuck exiting earlier uh we got confirmation between periods that he was ruled out with a left left hip injury so uh you know calvin dehan was dealing with just a hip pointer injury before entering re-entering the lineup tonight uh we'll see if that brings ian mitchell back in uh, for these Wednesday and Friday games against Nashville. 
onto the second frame. Uh, huge stop by Lankanen right away on Granlin on a breakaway. Uh, guys, call him cool, collected Kevin. I know he ended up getting pulled from this game, but at the moment, uh, that's huge because you could uh, be talking about 4-1 Preds before the Hawks even get one back here uh, if it's not for this uh, Lankanen stop. So I do think some kudos are in order to him uh, despite the, the kind of eventual status. Seems kind of, uh, you know, oxymoron to even like talk about that for a guy that got pulled but uh when you're when you're in the uh um, moment it, it was big yeah it absolutely was big and why wouldn't you i mean yeah kevin lankin and got pulled tonight it is what it is but like let's be entirely honest kevin lankin has really proven himself as a number one goaltender this year and he's made a lot of saves to keep this team in games when they probably shouldn't have been in games so yeah, obviously at the end of the night he gets pulled, and and some of that could be effort from the Hawks too. Like I don't think it was entirely Lankinen's fault tonight. So nice to see him make those big stops because at that point in the game that was huge. That kept this thing within reach, and that was really what the Hawks really needed at that point. So yeah, cool, calm, collected Kevin just coming through again, continuing to prove that he wants to be the number one goaltender for this team for a long time. I don't have much more to add to that one, guys. Yeah. Uh, I think you summed that one up perfectly. Yeah, so uh, now we're on. We're going to go at a little bit of a roller coaster within the second period itself. Um, it was Nikita Zadorov getting way out of position, uh, not communicating well with his forward down low. Goes out way too high on Kelly Yarncroke, uh, and he sneaks down below him, and Lykanen is hugging that post low due to a uh, Nashville puck carrier near the goal line, and um, Yarncroke gets a feed out top, buries it, uh, blocker side on him, makes it 2-1 Preds here. Um, this is a terrible play by Zadorov. So, Ron, I know you're chopping at the bit to go and tear him a new one, so go ahead and I'll let you do that right here. It just it just makes me so upset, Johnny. It really does. Because, again, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. They were like, why don't you like Nikita Zadorov? What is wrong with you? And I'm like, it's not that I don't like him. I just hate the dumb shit that he does. It's like... It's so unnecessary because he has the promise. He's a big physical defenseman. He plays solid defense at times. He can do a lot of good things that this Hawks team could really use. Yet at the same time, he's like that little shit that you every second grade classroom has that just has to act out and be a dumbass every once in a while. Like it, just what he does. And it just it drives me fucking nuts. And yes, maybe some of it is, you know, Damn it, you were the guy for Brandon Sod, and that yeah. should that is why my expectations are so high. But he's shown it. That is the thing that upsets me. Is he has shown that potential, right? And and Johnny, you and I have joked about it at times throughout the season. He's like that Dr. Jackal, Mr. Hyde kind of player. Like he'll have a really, really good game. And then for like two games in a row, he looks like ass. And it's just like, yeah. dude, if you could just find any level of somewhat consistency, you would absolutely be. A worth the Brandon Sod trade, and I will go on record saying that because that's what this this honestly he's been a nice compliment to this defense this year. And it's like, just give me less of the dumb shit, less dumb penalties. If Zadorov could cut back on the amount of dumb penalties he takes, I am actually willing to put to rest. I'll go put a gravestone out in my front yard for the Brandon Sod trade to finally be done. I will forever relinquish my anger toward that move. If Zadorov can just fucking get over the dumb penalties because he's he he's a compliment to what this team needs. I just need him to stop being stupid and putting this team in bad situations. Would you say that Ron's mad online, Johnny? 
I'd say that Ron is most definitely mad online about Nikita Zadorov, and rightfully so, dude. This play was egregious. I'm sorry. I always talk about protecting the house here. Where the fuck are you going? Why are you going up to the mid circle? What, why? What, what's there when the guy's below the net and you got a guy streaking towards it? It makes absolutely no sense. Uh, that, I think that is just a mental mistake, and it's an egregious one that puts Nashville up two to one here. So, um, you know, uh, after this, uh, did we get another uh, defensive breakdown here. This one can pin on Duncan Keith. Uh, he gets pinched up way too high uh, in a defenseman for the Preds. Uh, Matias Ekholm comes in and buries one three to one here. Um, it, it's not looking good at this point, and DeHaan would take a penalty after this one too. Uh, but luckily, the Preds got a uh, too many men penalty, uh, 55 seconds left on that, um, and it would negate that. So we go to a TV timeout, come out of it, and this is where we're going to satisfy the needs of one of our panelists uh, who's not on here, but is in the comments. Uh, Blackhawks G-Zone, your guy, David Kampf, comes through with a big fourth line shift. Uh, and Adam Gaudet, uh, welcome to the Blackhawks. First game playing. Uh, he does a good job of keeping that puck in the slot, uh, and he fires, I, uh, Ron, I think I counted like three attempts. Uh, maybe one barely got off his stick. The other two, one hit a leg, another one hit another leg, and there's like a big mess out there. But who's there uh, coming from the wall to pick it up in the slot and, and drive it home? David Camp, first goal of the year. How big is that for our guy, Blackhawks D-Zone? Huge. I, I We had to do a wellness check. We wanted to make sure he was okay after that big goal that was scored. But it was a huge play, and that's just, again, just a testament to what David Camp has been all year. Johnny, I know you and I joked about it on one episode because he played like the second most amount of minutes for any forward compared to Patrick Kane. But I was like, is David Camp the number one center on this team? Like, you know, because at times this season they have really leaned on him to do a lot of things. And, yes, obviously it's been mostly defensively, but good for him cashing in getting an opportunity first goal in what it was at 49 games, um, which if we're talking a calendar year, it's like a year in like three weeks since he scored, maybe actually more. It's maybe a year in even more than that, almost a month, month and a half since he scored a goal. So good for David camp. And at that point in this game, that was huge. That was exactly what this team needed to get back into it. And congratulations to Adam Gaudet getting on the score sheet for the first time as a Blackhawks forward. Did I just hear you say, is he the number one center on this team? And then say, I think it's been like 49 games since he scored a goal. <laughs> and we're sitting here talking yes. about playoffs. Pre-Kirby pre Doc coming yeah, back. Pre-Kirby Doc coming You weren't back. on that show. It was talking about how they were so thin uh, up the middle, and he was the only one who could win a face-off what, for what seemed like a stretch of like four games. So we were like joking about that because the legitimate conversation before was is – Connor Murphy, the new number one D-man. I think, yeah, that's been answered now. But, you know, we talked about that back and forth for a bit. So then when we were just like, you know, like basically sub like 40% in face-offs, uh, that's where we went uh, with that conversation. So uh, that's what we were talking about. But back back to the scenario here uh, in which this is in the midst of a Blackhawks absolute surge. When you go and look at their possession numbers from the second period, guys, they did a lot of good things here. And this was one part where you could feel good. Even though you're still trailing this game, you're like, Wow, what they talked about before, playing in Nashville's end, below their goal line, they did that for an extended period of time. And they got some, you know, a gritty shift there, a gritty goal uh, with the fourth line. And, you know, you'll take them any way you can. But I, I think the end of this period, the, the way it unfolded, really gave me confidence going into the third. I don't know about you guys. I felt really good going into the third period. Tony and I joked about it. Let's live bet the Hawks. Let's do this thing. Like we, we were feeling good riding high. The momentum was good in the Hawks favor. They looked good in that second period. And obviously that David camp goal really gave, I think not only fans watching at home, but the team as a, you know, as a whole, a lot of faith 
that like this could really be a winnable game. We could finally get over that hump that is Nashville this year. We haven't beaten them yet to this point. We can do it. Tonight's the night. It's a playoff series. We got three games and five nights with this team. Let's fucking get tied. Let's get this thing into the third period, and let's have a fucking real shot at winning this game. And so, yeah, going into that third period, Johnny, I felt really, really good. I'd like to thank my sportsbook app for having to update while I was on the phone with Ron and then me getting distracted by something else for not placing money on this game. That's all I have to say. Yeah, you definitely would have. I know if it was live there, uh, you you guys love live betting the Hawks. Um, and, you know, like you said, good thing you strayed away from that. But let's get into why uh, this was such a uh, buzzkill at the beginning of the third period. Uh, Pia Suter with a pretty bad turnover to start. Uh, Murphy loses his helmet. So it's a bad play, bad turnovers, plus bad luck. And both of these goals are about to talk about. First one. Uh, like I'd mentioned, the suitor turn turnover. Murphy loses his helmet, so he has to exit the ice or pick it up and put it back on. Obviously, that wasn't going to happen uh, with how far away it was from him. But either way, that leaves the fourth line guys for Nashville out in front wide the hell open. So all they got to do is throw one from the boards, uh, comes through, and that's Jano. Uh, you know, he deflects that thing home to make it 4 2. And uh, then, you know, that's sure. I I'd said at the time, wow, that's the worst start you could have. And uh, I was wrong because it got even worse when. Uh, not long after that, Dehan with a just terrible turnover. You got to, you know, all the defense were just serving him up on silver platters tonight, maybe except Riley Stillman. Um, and Dehan throws a backhand pass up, you know, into the middle of the ice, uh, you know, from the deep in his own zone. And the Preds pick it off, uh, are able to work it down the left wing. Uh, and Coonan uh, gets wide open because Keith blew an edge. So there's your bad turnover, uh, bad luck for Keith, you know, when he's doing his typical turnaround uh, to get to his position. Blows an edge there. It's 5-2, and this game's already fucking over, guys. Do we miss Slater Cuckoo? No. I don't, know if he, I, don't know if, I don't know if he would have helped in a scenario like this, man. No, I, I don't think he would have. <laughs> but, yeah, it just, again, like I said, Johnny, and, like, if it was me naming the episode, and, and, Johnny, obviously you're much better with words than I am, so I'm glad it was you naming this because you always have that perfect alliteration. You got it nailed. But for me, it would just be a kick in the dick because that's exactly what I felt like after those two goals in the early part of the third period yelling screaming i'm upset 41 seconds into this damn thing we're already down another two goals so it's a five to two game at that point can confirm just absolutely brutal it just it really it really took the wind out of the blackhawk sails right they felt really good going into that third and that start just any momentum they had johnny and tony any momentum oh yeah go on go on we talk about how momentum is one of the most important things and, and the weathering the storm and, you know, trying to attack in the third period when you're down. And that's just the absolute fucking worst way you could come out and start a third period. Absolute worst way. It, there is no, no chance that you can come back in that game after giving up back to backs like that. It's just, you're killing yourself. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, this is maybe a little bit of a small nitpicking point, but hey, when you're starting those periods, um, I, I'm going to go back and that's probably you can throw some onus. I'm going to at least because I'm searching for some answers on faceoff guys, uh, guy, guys up the middle. Um, why is Nashville starting uh, with those draws? You know, obviously the one goal, they won the first draw and, and that's what led to that goal. But then the second one, so you just got scored on, you'd think you'd have some urgency there. Uh, do whatever you can to win that thing in the dot um, and you lose that one too. So because these both came within the first 
minute. I think there were still like what, like 15 seconds left uh, before, you know, these were within like 45 seconds. Uh, when you go and look at the timing on these, just absolutely ridiculous. Um, and like you said, that sucked all the momentum, all the life out of this game. Um, we didn't even really need to go through too much uh, rest in the third um, because this is what the final score uh, would hold at. Um, there was at the end, I guess, some fireworks uh, when Duncan Keith is in the corner, just absolutely obliterating Matt Duchesne uh, with some cross checks along the boards, uh, kind of a little dirty, uh, I'd say. Uh, but then, you know, Cousins and Debrinkit mixing it up. Debrinkit gets a penalty off of that one. So um, uh, that was about the end of it. And I guess that just sets up the rest of this week, guys. It's going to make it really, really interesting as we play them uh, both Wednesday and Friday back at the United Center. So uh, looking for fireworks here. Looking for fireworks. I hope this Hawks team is pissed off. Like, I hope tonight they leave Nashville, they head back to Chicago, they get to sleep in their own beds tomorrow night before Wednesday's game. And I hope they go to bed and they're they're sitting there and they're thinking about things. You know, you you, you know that moment when you lay down at first and you finally put your phone down for the night. You get a couple minutes to think before you fall asleep. I hope every single one of the players on this Blackhawks roster just goes, what the fuck just happened? Why didn't we beat this team? We can beat them. Like the fact that the Nashville Predators have not lost to the Blackhawks this season is embarrassing, Johnny. Insert GIF and video here. It's fucking embarrassing because I, I they're a beatable go, team. I'm going to go find a garbage can to kick. Yes, please do because this is a beatable team. And I hope every single one of these Blackhawks players goes, you know what? Tonight was a good lesson. We needed that. We needed that ass kicking a little bit. We needed the Dallas Stars to jump us in the in the standings. And I know we'll we'll probably, you know, maybe elaborate a little bit about that here. We needed that because now the fire has just been ignited that much more. And Wednesday and Friday are going to be huge games. And I'll tell you what, if if we, as I think as a collective unit, I, I think I can speak for us here. If we get the response that we're hoping for, guys. The Blackhawks are going to win the next two, and they're going to jump right back into this playoff race because I think they can do it. I really do. And I think just tonight was that good lesson that they needed, that good ass-whooping to just kind of humble them a little bit and say, look, we can beat them. We just need to clean our shit up in order to do so. My, my comment back to that would be, well, what were the first like five games of the year that you played them then? Were those not your calls? <laughs> I don't know. Man. I'm, I'm going to pile on that too and say, Ron, I think you're letting them off the hook easy because – like there were so many games during the course of this year where I've, I've sat there and thought like, I hope that's the ass kicking they needed to write the ship. And like, it, it, we're still waiting for them to say like, all right, I'm coming out and I'm, you know, that, that Patrick King game where he comes out and scores a fucking hat trick. And, you know, Alex to also shows up and Dominic Kubelik also just fucking cranks one past the goalie and it's five, nothing in the first period. And you're like, damn, they woke the fuck up. That hasn't happened yet. I'm still waiting for it because we haven't been able to talk about it. Not once on the show where they come back and they're just like, all right, they're back. They're here. They've hit that gear. They're ready to go. Jeremy Colleton had them all fired up. Patrick Kane had them all fired up. Like maybe that's Jonathan Taves missing from this team. Maybe they just don't have that. Having guys like Hagel out of the lineup ain't going to fucking help that one bit either. No. Having Andrew Shaw with a concussion ain't going to help that either. Like there's, there's so many things where there's just a lot of passiveness on this team drives me fucking nuts to say it, Ron, but I could also see this team coming back out in their next two games and doing the exact fucking same thing that they did tonight. 
Hey guys, just to me, it seems like Nashville has their number from both a system uh, setup standpoint. They've done a really good job at times, especially during that series back in Chicago at trapping the neutral zone, and they're really effective at that. Hawks were able to break some of that pressure in the second period. So whatever they found for that, you got to take that and you got to channel that for literally the whole 60 minutes. I know that's hard. That is hard work. That's grinding on the legs. Uh, but Brandon, we just got news that Brandon Hagel, it was a false uh, positive. So they just took that extra time to confirm. So that fucked us tonight, but that's the way it is uh, in this weird COVID season. So uh, he will be back, I would assume, in the lineup on Wednesday night. No reason to not have him. I mean, hey, after tonight, you need him like you had just elaborated on there, Tony. So uh, let's, you know, this is called divisional disarray. I'm going to tell you what happened just now tonight then um, with the Blackhawks loss. Uh, they fall to six. You know, we were talking about that battle in fourth, fifth jockeying position, trying to creep back up into that fourth. No, well, guess what? We got to go two now because the Dallas Stars defeated the Red Wings in a shootout to move into fifth. Uh, they're 18, 14, and 12 with 49 points uh, compared to the Blackhawks, 21, 20, and 5 with 47 points. Uh, that's at sixth place in Nashville now, 25, 21, and 1 with 51 points in fourth place there. So, uh, guys, don't get any easier, too. You talk about this disarray in Dallas. You know, they had the weathering, uh, the weather issues and the COVID issues earlier in the season, kind of piling up a bunch of games here at the end. Um, they still have two games in hand, and they just played the Red Wings tonight. And guess who their next three are against? the fucking Detroit Red Wings. So that's just lovely for the Blackhawks chances here. Yeah, it 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 scares me a little bit cuz this again, this Dallas team is good. They were in the Stanley Cup final against Tampa Bay. Like I think a lot of people have lost sight of that because they struggled so early, you know, between COVID layoff and, you know, the the snowstorms in in Texas and everything like that. Like this is still a very dangerous team and you sure they're without Tyler Sagan, but like there's a lot of good players on that team. There's a reason they were in the Stanley Cup final. So, yeah, I mean, as a, as a Blackhawks fan, you got to be a little nervous. You have to be because, like, they're good. They're very good. And they just jumped you in the standings with games in hand. So, again, two really massive games coming up for the Hawks the rest of the week, Johnny and Tony. Yeah, I mean, this was the team I was worried about uh, about two months ago, uh, coming back to bite you in the ass. And here it is. Um, yeah, I'm just – I think I said my piece right before this uh, little segment here, but I, I'm 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 worried about it, but it's not surprising. Yeah, so this sets up, um, you know, a Wednesday night matchup that we're just calling must win. I mean, I think tonight was a must win in my opinion, but technically not mathematically. You know, uh, you go down a few more even uh, without it being mathematically. But hey, from a morale standpoint, absolutely, these are must win. You, you have to win, and then you have to take care of the other teams that you're playing uh, that even aren't uh, the Nashvilles, um, because you will see Dallas again. Uh, you will see all Central Division teams here from here on out. Uh, and unfortunately, you're going to get some higher caliber opponents too after that. So you, you just absolutely have to win these next two uh, there's no ifs ands or buts about it uh, that'll be wednesday april 21st 6 p.m uh central time start not seven uh nbc uh sn national broadcast not on nbc sports chicago so um you know uh, get ready for that and um unfortunately i think the national predators are going to embarrass us on national tv so that's just great looking forward to um well let's get a stick to click though well, negative, not are, either for you. <laughs> dude it's they have our number and it's it's more than just system it's it's mentally too i think um there's something going on there you saw how irritating granted duncan keith can run a little bit hot we've seen it in the past but still uh we haven't really seen it in full full effect 
tonight was full-blown uh duncan keith rage mode um so th- there's they're under the skin and guess what you know nashville's got a bunch of goons uh, on their lower lines and pairs good branson the, the defenseman is just a you know nasty guy and he doesn't give a shit about uh leaving the game for you know a uh, get or get a game misconduct he doesn't give a shit he'll do that because that's just the style that they have there some of those four fourth line guys uh tanner you know they'll you know they'll just come and railroad you if they uh feel wronged and they probably feel wronged after what happened in the corner at the end there so uh, i can see it being a bloodbath and the blackhawks not having the balls to stand up to it that's can somebody un- page dave boland to come like help this team give a seminar on how to be a fucking rat on the ice before this next game they could use it they really could. And, and I mean, again, just this, yeah, this Nashville team is a pain in the ass. And like Kelly Yarncrow, can we talk about the fact he's, he talked, he played like 23 minutes tonight, but again, that's the type of player that like in this series against the, you know, predators, Hawks predators, that's the kind of guy that flourishes. And as you mentioned, Johnny Tanner, Janot killing it for the Chicago wolves this year, which we have great coverage over here at on tapsports.com. But like, yeah, it, it just, it sucks watching him go out and, just kick the shit out of the Hawks. He has a golden eye. He's a rat. He irritates. He's a good player in that essence. So it's just like you hope a guy like Brandon Hagel being reinserted in the lineup does something, something to this team to just get them going because they need that. They need that guy that goes balls to the walls and goes 100% and goes into the corners and hits people and doesn't give a fuck. And, like, that's what this Hawks team needs right now. And you know what? If Brandon Sagel or Brandon Sagel, Brandon Hagel has to put the old cape on, I got yes. excited. <laughs> If he has to put the old cape on, that's those three whiskeys. That is those three whiskeys. If he has to put the cape on on Wednesday night with the S on his chest and just be like, guys, I'm here. I'm back. We're going to go win this game because I'm going to be the biggest rat on the face of this earth. I hope that is what happens because Brandon Hagel honestly was really, really missed tonight. And I I think he's going to be a huge key in Wednesday's game, Johnny. And I'm going to go as far as saying he is my stick to click because he is going to be the difference maker against the Nashville Predators. Yeah, no, I I love it, Ron. I I think that's a great one. And it's so weird to me. I was just going to say this. You know, usually I would call upon a Patrick Kane uh, in this type of scenario, but he has been shut down lately, minus the goal on Saturday night. Um, He he has been shut down about two in his last 11. Uh, I believe that is the tally there, uh, at least for finding the back. Then I know he's had assists. uh, interlaced in there, but I really hope it's a showtime game. But at this point, I'm not counting on it, especially considering there's a game against Nashville early in the year. We didn't record a shot, one of those performances. So uh, I don't think that'll be extreme case, but um, I- I'm not going to go with him for my uh, stick to click in that regard. Uh, I'll go with Vinny Hinnestrosa. I have not picked him since he's come over in the trade. Um, I like the energy. The speed is ridiculous. Ron and I were talking about it before we got on. Um, it- it's just that if you're going to beat Nashville, uh, I know you're-, you're probably trying to play a little bit more set and deep in their zone, but every once in a while you do need a rush goal, and he and Dominic Kublik, I think, could team up for one of that. So I'll go with uh, Hinnestrosa. I like it, Johnny. I, I do. Um, I, I'm going to have to go with that, Patrick Kane. He's the leader here. This is crunch time. Show time. Show up. Goals. I, I need that Patrick Kane game. So put all my eggs in one basket. King of the Patrick Kane anytime goal scorer fan club let's go patrick kane it's time to show up all right boys um let's uh we're about ready to get out of here um let's go with a round of final thoughts uh mine's just do or die uh you, you have to win these next two um if you want any shot of staying alive here yeah i'll echo that johnny this is this is truly a playoff series and if you don't want to be sitting at home on your couch when the playoffs start here in about mm, 
what, three weeks, not even, pick your shit up because otherwise you are going to be at home watching teams like the Predators who are going to, you know, who just beat you tonight, like the Canes, like the Lightning, like the Florida Panthers who have all beat the shit out of you all season long. They'll be playing for a Stanley Cup and you won't be if you guys don't get things together. So I agree with you, Johnny. Do or die. Get it together. Let's win these next two and get back into the hunt. It's really hard to be positive right now as a Hawks fan, uh, watching some of this unfold. I know all of us on the show have have rooted for this team to make the playoffs. Um, it's just really hard to be positive after these last few performances. Final thoughts here. Get your shit together. Like I think we've all wanted this team to show up and, and have a statement game. This is like your absolute last chance to do so. Because if you want to take this three-game set, it, it starts now. So I, I I hate going with the this is the must win, this is the must win, this is the must win. Like This is the last must win, in my opinion. And we'll be having another one of those eulogies fairly soon if you don't show the fuck up. Yeah, uh, it could come as soon as after uh, Friday night. I do think these are just so determinant uh, in the point swing sort of uh, mentality here. And you, like, you saw how points can swing uh, with Dallas Stars creeping up uh, tonight in our divisional disarray special here on the Forefathers postgame show. So, uh, gentlemen, thanks for joining me tonight. Unfortunately, uh, Blackhawks 5-2 loss. Uh, we hope you enjoy the podcast, even in spite of the outcome. Uh, before we wrap up, make sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Pod and at ontapsportsnet. So, guys, one last time, let's try and inject some life into it. Let's go, Hawks. Let's go, Hawks. Let's go, Hawks. <laughs>